Hey, y'all, it's Kristen and Christine from, from The Takeover. Takeover. We're growing and loving the engagement via social media and through our audio platforms. If you want to hear more from us, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. That's hashtag The Takeover with Kristen and Christine. Listen, rate, and comment on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at The Takeover CC to join the conversation. Now let's get into the episode. You are now tuned in to The Takeover with Kristen and Christine. It is episode 21, 21, 21, 21, 21. Hey, And of course, this is part three of our inaugural interview series for The Takeover. Mm-hmm. And this week for our D9, we have the blues. We have Zeta Phi Beta and we have Phi Beta Sigma in the house. Constitutionally joined is oh, what yes. I learned today. Oh, yes. oh we, okay, yes. fun facts. <laughs> okay, I didn't even know that. So we're going to learn more today. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, of course, you know, before we get into anything extra, we would like our guests to introduce themselves. So very quickly, just let us know your name and what org you're representing, your chapter, the school, all that good stuff. What you doing right now? Yeah. You know, a little rundown. No, you go first. All right. Uh, ladies always go first Sora's on the show. First. I love Sora's Okay. First. Okay. Listen. Let them know. Air flip. Air flips. Let me fix myself today. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Yes. Soros first. Yes. Okay. Well, hey, everybody. I'm Valencia. Born and raised from Brooklyn, New York. What? I am 26 years old. Okay. I crossed Spring 16, the naughty, notorious new chapter of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. Make sure you enunciate the T's because we don't play that, okay? Okay. <laughs> and I am currently a sixth grade social studies and science teacher and dance coach. Um, my name is Francis. I'm from the Bronx, 26 years old. Um, Epsilon Sigma chapter, 417. Um, I'm not getting anything else. I don't What's, know. What fraternity are you from? Mike? Oh, Phi Beta Sigma. Yeah, <laughs> right. That that would be important. <laughs> that would be important. Right. That's, how could I forget that? Um, yeah, Phi Beta Sigma fraternity. Um, the best fraternity out there. Uh, I don't know about the rest, but we do it the best. <laughs> okay. Coming in with the bars now. <laughs> right. You know, I'm not a rapper though. Okay. And what are you doing right now? Right now, project <laughs> coordinator. Um. That's what I do, project coordinator. I'm into project management. So that's a little bit about me. Cool, cool. Okay. And real quick, well, can you let us know what schools you all were attending um, while you were in the process? Oh, um, I came through the alumni chapter. Oh, nice. So nice. even though there was a chapter in my school, things happened, didn't get to do it. So that's why I'm Epsilon Sigma. Cool. Okay. okay. Um, I came through Virginia Union University. One eight six five. We got Panther Pride. Yes, <laughs> beautiful. All right, so we're gonna delve right into the takeover questions. Yep. Um, just a little recap. The takeover is our segment where we highlight um where we've been in New York City, how we are reacquainting ourselves, and specifically for the D nine series, we talk about how you guys have been taking over. You understand? So, yes. what drew you to your specific org? So basically, like why Sigma? Why, why Sigma? Um, well, I'm Legacy. My mom crossed Spring 91 at Tuskegee University. That's the Theta Beta chapter. And from young, I've always been brought up in the blue and white family. So I was, you know, granted the opportunity to be around these beautiful women all all the time. And I was able to grow from them. So from that, I was able to learn who they were as well as learning who I am. And I'm still learning to this day. And I was able to grow into a fine woman, basically striving for greatness for myself, for my community, um, for the upbringing of the youth. Beautiful. And you, Francis? Um, well, for me, I when I came to school, there's no Greeks in my family. So I had no idea about anything about Greek life. All I had was like complete misconceptions. You party, you you know, dance with girls, and that's it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, nah, that's for real. That's, that's really what that's, I thought. That's nice little two steps right there. Yeah. Boom, right? <laughs> boom, boom, and boom, boom. Okay, yeah, you know, and so that's what goes. I thought. <laughs> um, but then I got to uh, find out a little bit more about it. Especially, uh, some of my friends would join certain organizations, and they would come back, 
and they would be different. And I would ask them, like, what changed you? You know, I saw you do this thing that a couple of months ago you barely even knew this person, and now you guys are as thick as thieves. And that was something that I'm like, you know what, I do want that kind of brotherhood, you know? Um, So that was something that made me interested in joining an organization. In particular to uh, Phi Beta Sigma was the story about uh, the inclusive we, not the exclusive we. And that's something that we really pride ourselves on in terms of uh, us being inclusive and trying to shy away from stereotypes and including everyone in our organization. Okay. Not placating to, you know, you got to act like this, dress like this, you know, be this kind of person, but really including everyone as long as they bring something to the table. Wow. Beautiful. So you touched on misconceptions. So now I'm going to go <laughs> straight into straight it. Straight into it. Right. Okay. Gonna, we just going to give y'all a little, you know, warm up. But y'all just get straight into the. That's a nice segue. Right. So what do you think are the biggest misconceptions of your org? And how do you guys challenge those misconceptions? Biggest misconceptions <laughs> of my org. To be honest, I don't even know, like, any misconceptions about. I'm sure they're out there. I know they're out there. I just don't know it. Like. I don't know what misconceptions are out there about my org. I can tell you what are out there about the other orgs. No, 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 no. <laughs> Y'all don't want me to go there? I was just offering. I was just offering. I don't wonder why you come for you. Got you. Right, right. We ain't for nobody. Brandon, do you know any misconceptions of your org? Brandon's the studio manager. He recently crossed, by the way, of Five Better Stigma as well. Brandon, Brandon's my Sans, so. Okay. Yes. Okay, wait, wait. Before you say that, can you explain what Sans is? Sans is basically... um whoever you cross with during that same time period. So they cross fall 17, they're sans. Whoever crossed spring 16, you are my sans. So shout out to spring 16 if you out there. We oh, lit. regardless of what chapter. chapter regardless of chapter org, org. anything. Oh, wow. That's yeah. okay. beautiful. So that really draws the connection of in the, the Greek community. Yeah. Dang, I like that. Okay, can back y'all to the spell? Wait, actually, wait, hold on. Can you spell sans? So I, I, oh, for me, when it's when <laughs> I'm referring it, yes, when I'm referring okay. to my sorors at the end, it's a capital Z. Is that because okay. you're a Zeta? Yes, duh, Zeta. Okay, okay. See, I was thinking, what y'all don't pronounce the D, so I was like, is it sans? S A N. Yeah, we say sans, but oh. when it comes to saying our organization name, especially ours, because we have like those two T's, mm-hmm. we try to strive for people to really enunciate. Because I don't know no Zetas. <laughs> you know Zetas. I know Zetas. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Back to the misconceptions of the Sigmas. Y'all not getting off today. Damn. <laughs> I tried. Yeah. Oh, boring. You're boring, Francis. Okay. You're boring. I must be. I, must be, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I'm not laughing at him. Oh, that yeah, that that that's talking? okay. That's the misconception oh, that, that they be we stealing Kappa's moves because oh, they have the cane wow. and like, oh, the cane came from the Kappa's first. No, it came from us first. Oh, Jesus. So what's the what's the what's the, what's the real deal? What's the we got it first and they took it, but that's neither him nor there. Okay, <laughs> point blank period. Neither here Stephen, if you that. hear this, Stephen, he's coming for your org. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> But no, um, I, that that's a misconception too that we take other people's moves, which I find it funny. It, it's all in good humor, good jest. So, okay, nice. right. I don't think y'all are necessarily boring. I have some. I, I've met some great sigmas. Uh, Thank you uh, very a much. Long time. I know a bunch so, of great sigmas. <laughs> now, so now great, say, great, know, great and boring lot. are not are not mutually exclusive now. So you got to be more right. specific. Okay, I don't well, like this one. I'm trying to get caught. So, um, Valencia, would you like to tell us about the misconceptions <laughs> in your Um, yeah, they say that Zetas are fat. I mean, like, there's fat people all over the world. So, thick, full body. If you want to say that we fat, you're damn right. We pretty thick, and you know, we got it all the curves in the right places. I don't particularly. <laughs> <laughs> I just, look good. I just want you guys to know. Look good. Yes, <laughs> I am together, but I am not thick in. Okay. I so look that, nice. that's like a clear misconception for you because you're like, right. obviously, not everybody. Right. Is. I still look like my students in the sixth grade. <laughs> I strive <laughs> to look older, but then God is saying, you're black ain't gonna crack no time soon. No, no, no. Praise God. It, it might have to be when, when you know, if, if God allows it, you know, for you to, you know, give and conceive, you know, I typically see that after women conceive, Maybe. they typically yeah. you know, get full of My bodies. mother, my grandmother, and my great-grandmother. So, Christina And my sister. Me, I for breed up to get hips. <laughs> you heard that? Breed up. Breed up. I for breed up to get hips. Right, you, you, right. Saw, you heard I, I just... Yeah, yeah. 
ignore you. Okay. Um, yep. <laughs> but I also think um, somebody was saying it last week in the misconception, like, and I don't think it's a misconception of Zetas because I also know a lot of you, a lot of you all as well um, that you guys are very nurturing. You know, the dove and like very giving. Oh yeah, I hear that. I hear that. I, I hear um, that. See that. But then I also heard. I'm not gonna say who said it. <laughs> oh, but somebody said, oh yeah, the Zetas can cook. I had that too. Well, yeah. That too. We can do anything. Oh. That's that's the thing about it. I think people <laughs> fail to realize that they can't really pinpoint a misconception on somebody that can really do any and everything, <gasps> which is why people look at Zetas will be like, well, what do they do? Why do all of them look different? Because we come in different shapes, sizes, and flavors. Mm-hmm. Which one do you want? Which one? And with one, you, you can get all of them. Because exactly. you were just telling us you had dreads, you know, a couple yes. of last yes. year. Did look. you get the fro? Did she have different colors? Like, I definitely smell it on up. fleek. Okay. Everything on fleek. If y'all could see her, y'all gonna see her, but... She's on fleek today. Just a little, just a little sparkle. Yes, yes, okay, yes. now, Soror, yeah. you looking good today. <laughs> well, a Zeta lady looks good every day. Ah. Come get in that. Ah. <laughs> that was ah. so cute. I like that. Um, I guess we can ask one more question as part of the, you know, the little warm-up going straight into our other segments. Um, which one do you want to ask, Kristen? Um, you can go with the first one or the second one out of the last two. Um, do you feel pressure? Okay. She went with that one. To be a respectable person of color because you're a member of an organization. I still feel like the, the two are tied. Okay, and then the next one says, how do you address Greeks <laughs> who are perceived as uppity or elitist? Mm. Considering the, considering the, and I think that's also based on like the history of the orgs and how they were yeah. founded. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think we can separate that from the two. So for people who are truly taking this series and a lot of people that are listening consecutively shout outs to you all you all are really taking this as like learning lessons and like yeah. tools to like understand because we have college we have college people college bound people who are listening um and trying to figure out you know if orgs are for them i don't know which if org is which org them. is for them yeah um i don't know if you've like listened to some of our past episodes but we almost had the opportunity to we had opportunities and then our school sort of like banned yeah underground fraternities which meant everything was banned off the rip and we've had um historically from our school we went to we went to amherst college we've had uh deltas and akas um come out of our you know black community um out of black amherst um but that's no longer the case um so going back to you all um do you feel pressure to be a respectable person of color and you can even like go in on what you even deem means respectable and then how do you address Greeks who are perceived as uppity or elitist? I think that mm-hmm. goes to almost what you were talking about with the exclusivity situation. Yeah. But if either of you want to speak on it, feel free. Um, I can say in reference to trying to make myself a little bit better or just seem as greater than how I started is based off of the fact that I am legacy. Because my mom is well known in Zeta land, they look at me like, oh, that's little Springer. So she better be doing this in a couple years or in a couple months. So it's all this pressure on my back, like, when are you going to do this? How are you going to get this done? And I'm just like, well, can you just help me pay my dues? Let's start with that. <laughs> That's real. You know, for real, because it's just like, you want me to do all this extra stuff. Let's take baby steps. Just like I took baby steps to become a member. Let's take baby steps to do all this extraness. And then we can see the growth of me going into some type of leadership position. And then leading into the uppity persona, I would say I would move that towards like my older sorrows because they have been there during that dying time of Mm. trying to um, basically fight for our rights. And they have the right. They have every right to be sitting there with their chin held up high because they done seen where we started to where we have become right now. So I give them all the props in the world. Just give me all the knowledge I need. Just don't try to beat me down with it, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I forgot the first question. What was the first question again? <laughs> so how, do you feel pressure to be a respectable person of color? Um, and then the perceptions of uppity and elitist. Elitist, yeah. I think, like, that's before you even become Greek. Mm-hmm. Like, because you're born with a strike against you. You're black. Yeah. Mm. Um, so if you're a black male in a society that doesn't really want you to succeed like that, you automatically feel this pressure 
to, you know, be on your best behavior at all times. The white folks are looking at you. Double consciousness. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's on top of that. And like I was mentioning before, like for me, I'm no longer Francis. I'm Francis the Sigma. So I'm not just representing myself. I'm representing an organization, especially to someone who's not familiar with Greek life. They just see the letters and they're like, oh, is that how they act? Is that how they behave? So especially when you have your letters on, it's important for you to behave a certain kind of way. Um, in regards to like the whole respectability politics, I try not to play into that because it can become a really dicey game. Mm -hmm. Like you can offend somebody with the quickness with, you know, respectability politics. So I try to shy away from that and just be the best person that I can be and hold my uh, brothers to that uh, same level of accountability. That was beautiful. I like I think that. it's nice and concise. <laughs> yes. So now let's get right into the black light. Um, I think we should shine our black light first just so that you all get a gist of like how we do it. And then if you all have anyone to shine the black light on, you all can. So Kristen, okay. who do you have written down here for the black light? Let me I, just tell y'all, we've been so we've been but we've been standing over this particular person, right? Yo, yeah, like yeah. standing, we standing, um, and low key yeah. stalking, but stop, stop. <laughs> but no, but standing. she's amazing, um, and that's why. But um, I actually have so many people, and I feel like because we've been doing the series, like we don't necessarily highlight the people. So I've been having like a backlog of people. I'm like, oh my God, they're so great. They're so great. Um, So the person that I want to highlight today, give them the black light is... Wait, real quick. I'm going I'm to shine the black light on Anise real quick because her makeup is on fleek in this picture. Did wow. You? <laughs> okay. Yes. The, the top bun is popping. My best friend. I'm crying. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's like, who's Anise? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but oh, no, okay. certain right. shout out Anise. Okay, shout out to Anise. Okay. <laughs> All right, bun. Okay, eyebrows. Yeah, okay. uh, hey, you see that blue uh, in the corner? Hey. Hey. Oh, I'm trying. <laughs> Cardi yeah. B tongue. Hey. Oh, speaking of speaking of Cardi B, right? So, um, the person I want to shine the black light on today is Patience Foster. Um, she, I feel like, is. A master of all trades and that's based on what she's showing me through social media but she is cardi's publicist okay. um she's also done a bunch of other things surrounding like cardi's image so she's directed um there was a she directed a title documentary uh, right it, that um recently came out that mm -hmm. cardi is featured in right it's like a mini docu-series mm -hmm. or documentary sorry um she, she so she was the producer on that She's also a stylist. She yeah. owns her own salon. That's how she started. Um, she and Cardi met because Cardi came to her salon. Really? Cardi yeah. did say she was. She had an idea of buying a salon, a few of them, so I could see how they meet like that. Yeah, and I mean, the the woman is literally like everything and more. Like she's and, and it is very like it seems very authentic through social media that that's her friend. And I think that above anything, um, what we are noticing in these high people in media is like the ability to have like really great friendships and have your friend hold you up. Because yeah. when you get to those places, it's like you have millions of people that are like and chanting your name you. and yeah. trying to move. So mm -hmm. to have a, like an authentic person that actually is working towards your, you. your success mm -hmm. is just amazing. I think that she has been doing like, Great thing. So now, this past week, we saw and we, we like called each other like, oh my gosh, look at Yo, how great she is. Dead when it drops because you know how like Instagram doesn't show you everything in order anymore. Right. Yeah, but I it hate just that. so happened I that. that I, but the algorithm is set up. Let me let me put you on game. So the algorithm is set up that whoever you like OD, you're they come see up first. them first. Yeah. Yep. And then because Instagram is gonna guess what you like, um, what you based off of what you've liked in the past, but also from who you've liked um, frequently and what they've liked, they'll show you things that like your best friend has liked frequently oh, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So those things will come up first. So wait, they gonna show what, what I liked because I got my like, girl on Instagram. Yeah, so know. you better be careful because she will come right. Right. Like right slap oh, that up. Man. All right. It shows like who you're following, what they liked in different posts like that. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. That's why right. your name pops out. It's like this your That's friend so for and 17 million other people right. so like, like this post. I get see everything <laughs> that Kristen likes off the rip because me and her like a lot of the same things. So and like she likes a lot of my she likes everything that I put up. I like everything that she puts up. So it's automatic that with the algorithm that Instagram has created now, I'm gonna see more things that may fall in line with what Kristen like. Of course there's there's only so much overlap, but if there's OD overlap, you're going to see that first. Yeah. So Kristen and I saw this picture, 
and it was so bomb. Mm-hmm. It's Patience Foster underneath oh. like the Fashion Nova light. So you know, like Cardi been rocking Fashion Nova, and All she's day, like their every, champion I love for Nova. decent price clothing. But I'm getting but, my birthday like, suit from there. Patience, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sure? Y'all to control. <laughs> Patience, she literally um, acquired them as her first corporate client. Dang. So you're talking about this woman who is literally like had. Two um, salons. She has salon, she came right. from salons and now she has to managing one of like the biggest like stars right now and who and literally offset. is like and who literally and she offset, cried, yeah, and Migos is also her client. Who's too. literally like they're just sitting on the billboard. On money. Top one hundred. So money. she just she you know, so pay. I feel like she's she definitely deserves a black light because not only is she um she has her hands in um in like owning and in in, in entrepreneurship and business ownership and being a publicist and making sure her people are at the top of the line and everything that they do but now also adding corporate client to that resume yeah. which is amazing so. she's dope yes. so if you want to follow her or like just look at what she's doing her um instagram is i am i a m underscore king k-i-n-g-p-p-e-e so i am underscore king p she's dope She's dope. So is there anybody? So pa- y'all patience, want? if you need some interns, I'm <laughs> true. This is my Slick. plea. We working. <laughs> and she's right up, following now. Um, yes. I mean, shout out to her. Um, yes. definitely shout out to Cardi. Like, I can't even say enough. I'm a huge fan of Cardi. She From really she this this takeover this podcast bugging. is a t- uh, is a Cardi Cardi B, B standing. Yeah. I love her. I'm, I'm with y'all on that because she really deserves it. Like. Definitely. We actually interviewed her when we was in high school. Yes, she was telling me lit. Yeah, and I was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, who do you want to shine the black light on? On a black wow. It could be one of your homies um, that's doing good things. Mm-hmm. They got an Instagram business. It could be anything. How, how your you mommy, sh- your who, mom- anybody who's yeah. just doing who's their thing yeah. for the culture. Um, I want to shine the black light on my mom. She's actually an ACS worker who's. Sh- Basically trying to transition from there into going into crocheting. Mm -hmm. She crochets bathing suits, gowns, dresses, shorts, anything you could think of, she creates. So I definitely want to shout her out about that one. Is there any way that we can find her work? Oh, yes. I have her on Facebook. I could give you her name. I don't want to say it out loud. But I can just, you know, give it to you guys. Yes. Um, but yeah, she does, and she has Greek wear for all the Greeks that want to get something specifically made for them, mm-hmm. yes. and then just for everyone else that just want to be cute and some crochet True. wear. I'm gonna swing that to any, because I don't know if y'all saw our first episode for D9, but there's this girl named Any, and she's an AKA, and she has a hashtag Any Given Sunday, so oh, she's that's always cute. her hashtag is on point because her name is E N I, so Any Given Sunday, so she might rock something from your mother. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, I'm gonna swing it along. Definitely, to her. definitely, mm-hmm. girl. Francis? Um, who do I? Well, I feel bad. I got to shout out my mom now. No, There's a low key. I got it from my mama segment. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> easy. So shout out to my mom. She definitely held it down. She's still holding it down. She still cooks. So I, I love her. Okay. <laughs> um, but a black light. Who do I want? You know what? I want to shed. Um, what is it called? The black light? Black light the yeah, black man. light on. All the black women of, I think it was Georgia, that came out and voted um, and really saved the state. And then also the black yes. women that came out and voted last election and saved the, well, tried to save the country if it wasn't yep. for. Um, we really did. Know. We tried to save ourselves, too. Yeah, you know? I did yeah. try to save really ourselves. most important. But <laughs> I want to make sure that y'all know. <laughs> and, 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 and our future prosperities, you know. Right, because <laughs> he out here grabbing titties and right. trying to grab the kitty cat. Like, right. We're trying, we trying to just conceive and give life. And Apparently, we can't hold the baby in for nine months. Apparently, forget. So, what is when about? are we supposed to that. produce the child? <laughs> two months into the pregnancy i mean he doesn't want you to take birth control so what is it that you should do you know you know i just feel like we should have three legs and four <laughs> eyes. i mean we're super women so we might as i think we, we have that already well, right, right. Well, what is that no, no, i'm, co- no, I'm confused because like i'm hearing about that and i'm like i know he didn't say that you can't hold a baby he said a lot of but things the thing you know is, what else he did i think he's really mentally retarded unstable. like he's mentally unstable i mean do you know what else he did because he think he slick this is what i was hearing on my you know drive here i was driving the little hoopty to get here on time still got here late whatever it's okay. um <laughs> Do you know that this guy tried to lie about his BMI? Like, 
Cause so you know like how your BMI is like your height. Right, 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 right. He right, said right, he was like right, six. Yeah. He said he he li- like you know how football players and like basketball players be lying about their heights yeah, because yeah, they yeah. gotta. He was acting like dumb, like he was really putting on like a whole extra foot. And when like, you're the whole entire president of the United right, States, like how like, do you? Really you are on the so platform. That he wouldn't Y'all's be, so that he wouldn't be deemed overweight. Y'all's president. Y'all's president. Is out yeah, of control. That's, that's, president that's insecurity on vacation, at its finest. Right. Living life, chilling. It's okay. Right. That's <laughs> insecure, but that's insecurity at its finest. Like. You really like he lies like we can't verify the information that's a, like that, that's, that's the funny part the but he tried to pull everybody receipts <sighs> he tries to pull everybody else's right. receipts like we can't pull his right so shout out to your moms because she's bomb and Definitely. she's and she still cooks that's what right. he said Definitely. she still cooks <laughs> right she's still holding down the fort right um i want to shout somebody off? else again oh yeah, go yeah. Ahead. um shout out to all of the black owned dance companies asasaya forces of nature uh my cousin is now a part of asasaya she's going to be performing with them next month so i'm excited about that are these new york city based where are yes, they yes asasaya oh. is over towards fulton and utica direction i could find out the information and give it to you and mm-hmm. forces of nature is based out of harlem nice. um run by abdel and diane they're wonderful and let me tell you diane she might be over 50 years old but she could point her toe and do a six o'clock better than a oh, yeah. 18 year old age is not stopping nothing okay stopping so when you say like, six o'clock you mean when she could put her leg leg up in straight the up in the air with and a nice little right. hook Ooh, and sit there looking at you like okay so you try uh. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like no that's dope yeah beautiful absolutely beautiful all right moving right along um i'll say it <laughs> all right. so i don't know if y'all know but there's this little thing we got going back and forth um we for the next segment, you know, there's a little tagline, um, reminiscent of like what you would hear on, you know, New York City radio. Shout outs to the radio stations that are still up and running out there. Um, and so I usually say it, but I was like, yo, Kristen gotta say it sometimes too, you know, like it can't just be me, you know. One of <laughs> um, but it's our new music section, also known as New Music, New Music. Oh, you yeah. See what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So we highlight something on our Instagram um, at the Takeover CC every Monday for New Music Monday, and this week we chose All the Stars, um, which I don't know if y'all heard it yet, but it is Kendrick Lamar and SZA, and it's the first song that's actually going to be a part of the Black Panther soundtrack, which is absolutely dope because Kendrick is the one who's spearheading that whole project. Like, he's putting together that soundtrack from beginning That thing is going to be amazing. Of course. And so to put Kendrick and SZA together, like, it just sounds like... You know when you have those artists that just, you know that they They should sound together and you've never heard them together before, but you need them to come together and then they make that song? Mm -hmm. Y'all have sound effects on this thing? What what, what you need? What What you need? need? One of Clues Bombs. One of Clues Bombs. If y'all could drop one of Clues... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Copy. Yeah, you yeah. have to tell Brandon to put that. All right, in. I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell <laughs> right, him by bet. himself. Um, but yeah, all the stars and like, I just think his lyricism on it is dope. I think the the message is always fresh. I think Scissor's voice is you know very distinct. Like, yeah. I think that there's no one. I don't know if I don't know if, if anybody can find me that find me someone that sounds like Scissor, then let me know. But I don't think I I don't think I've heard someone like her. Like just her tone, like. She sounds dope, basically, to me. And, um, you know, I really appreciated this song coming out, and I'm excited to see how that musical it's like, work out. soundtrack comes out because I'm someone that's now recently going back and listening to soundtracks of movies that I've loved and been like, yo, why did I like that movie? Is it part of the, Is it because of the soundtrack? Mm-hmm. And nine out of ten times... It usually is. It is, yeah. you know? So... Um, and then I also wanted to quickly shout out Drake's new tracks from Scary Hours because I know everybody's been listening to that for the past couple of days. I only know what I one quote, um, that one line. The, dr- that the, the bed and my mama. Yeah, I only love my bed and my mama. <laughs> yeah, so. Like, that's all I know. He also shouts out really J-Lo. Listened. He does a little, in one of the songs, he, okay. he makes a nod to J-Lo in their previous relationship. Oh. Um, Were they in a relationship? I, like, they was on the couch together. Like we remember the picture. They was on the couch. Yeah. I feel like most of the situations They had a situations couch situationship. You have to tell me how to spell that so I can put I, that in the um in the bio for, <laughs> in the description for the episode. Couchuationship. But yeah, I just feel like 
there's a lot of great stuff coming out at the beginning of um the year you know it's still january so we're still waiting on cardi's album still but um give us some time yeah. man when i woke she up she said october so then what? she said december she's blowing up the charts look she got i a woke lot up going to on. finesse on everything i'm like oh no i have to make up a dance to this <laughs> asap like and i did <laughs> oh, so we're waiting on it yeah yes, yes. i got you i got you <laughs> but do y'all have any music that y'all want to share for new music monday it could be something that came out within the past three months so it don't have to come out like yesterday um i don't particularly have new music but it's actually an artist that is friends with cardi b hood celebrity oh yes. love her. i love her i'm not gonna lie i hope my boo don't get mad but <laughs> i used to have a crush on her and i'm just like damn she looks so good <laughs> She was in the hood like not too long yeah, ago. She was in clothes. Like, yeah, like look but don't touch. Up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> eyes wide open. <laughs> <laughs> Got to use the mirror to look from the back so we don't make no eye contact. Right, but nah, but she's a good artist. That walking trophy track, everybody's playing. That is that. everything. What? Have you heard it, Francis? I haven't heard not one of the songs y'all talking about. I bet we're going to push one game. We got a whole playlist. We're about to like put Drop all the songs Spotify. that we've been yes. pushing out, talking about... Um, it's our new music selection, basically. We're going to yeah. compile all of them, and then we're going to put them on a playlist. So we got you. You'll hear every single one of Thank them. Thank you. That's why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> bless, bless, bless. Um, I think with that, we could just move right on ahead. Right. I feel like we road. haven't at all um, spoke spoken there we go english <laughs> spoken about um black girl lit and the lit is for literature okay? okay um so we haven't done that in a while so i think that um it's only fitting since brandon through brandon our studio manager threw me um two or three poems um that he says is basically um you guys had to most most people that are crossing have to memorize or have to know or read or associate themselves with it yes. um so the two poems was oh. the bitter cup and this is for sigmas and then invictus and i feel like oh we know invictus right and that's why i'm like okay that's this that. is why we have to put it on black girl lit because yo. invictus we did that we had to read that numerous times in our program, program. prep prep so um yeah. shout out to prep yeah it's the yeah, nonprofit that changed our lives oh yeah it's the yeah. nonprofit that changed our lives yes. and if it wasn't for not, for prep we probably would have we would have maybe known each other because we have a lot of mutual friends from like middle school high school age it's all strange but yeah. we wouldn't have known each other because we weren't in the same part of prep but we ended up on the same campus after oh. our prep program and prep keeps us together for like life so, Y'all was meant to be together. Y'all was meant to work Kristen together. Kristen and Christine, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, their name. Money, man. It's so close. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, so it's marketing. Shout out to Prep for putting this together. Right. Yes, They're going to make us right. dollars. Coins. 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 But back to the poetry. So, Kristen, go ahead. Um, yeah, so I just um, I just wanted to highlight these and want to know what you guys um, have thought about them. What is your relationship to these poems? Were you told to remember or recite them? What's what's up? What's really good? Invictus definitely. Um, out of the two, I just named yeah. But the bitter cup. What was that? What's the bitter cup? cup? No, no, no. But Invictus yeah. definitely. It depends on like your chapter, mm-hmm. on what poems you learn, or how the poems are taught to you. Because it's probably like ten thousand different versions mm. of Invictus, and like. 10,000 other versions of the other um, poems. So it really depends on your region, your chapter, and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's a poem. I have my dance girls saying excuses. That's like universal. That is like It is yo. a universal poem. And it's crazy because I actually had just um recording my dance girls exercising and saying the poem and i got really both like two different types of views like why are you doing this to your girls this is like hazing or this is really good i see the discipline and the integrity that you're building for the girls but for me the reason why i taught them excuses is because as children that's the easiest thing for them to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't do my homework yeah. because I was sleepy. That's an excuse because you know that tomorrow is Tuesday. You have school, so mm-hmm. that means your homework needs to be done. So as a child, do your job, and right. I will continue doing mine. Yeah. So I hold my students accountable just as well as they hold me accountable, and I hold myself accountable. So my dance girls recite excuses with intensity. 
You want to give us a little snippet? Yeah. Um, yeah, so ours is, I'm not going to spit it because that's going to be too fast, but mm-hmm. excuses. Excuses are the tools of the weak and incompetent that builds monuments of nothingness. Those that specialize in excuses are capable of nothing but excuses. That's what I'd be telling my brother because he comes up with the excuses to not. No, nah, I'm serious. Like, I told him, what are excuses? He was like, I don't know. I was like, didn't we go over this the last time? He said, yeah. I said, so what is it? He was like, I don't know. I said, well, excuses are the tools of what? The weak and incompetent. Are you weak? No. Are you incompetent? No. So right. why are you giving me excuses? Right. right. And it makes, th- it makes, it pushes them to want more from themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like being yelled at. I want to keep pushing. I want to do something right. Mm-hmm. I want to get rewarded. Right. And it's not looking for the reward. It's the internal reward of them actually succeeding, you know, into that growth. Yeah. I feel like... I feel like as black and brown people where weak and incompetent are like the negative mm-hmm. um, characteristics that are placed upon us, right? So I feel like to to say like excuses are associated with that is you're trying to tell them like go, you want to go in the go opposite away. direction. Yep. You don't want to fall into the stereotype or the misconception that people have of black and brown people. Yes. And in another, the other thing that, struck me with this is like excuses like sometimes i feel like they are necessary and they are um like there is adequate oh, cool. reasoning, reasoning. Yeah. right so then exactly well there you yeah. go you just yes. took the words out of my mouth so then basically it, it you're going from something that is um meaningless and something that is baseless to something that you're like okay there was actual um there's something that's deeper behind it. Yeah, and so, purpose. Yes, purpose. Yeah. And therefore, I feel like there is that, that it translates into reasoning as opposed to excuses. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like words and thoughts have mold and power. We talk very much mm-hmm. so. talk about this. My grandmother's favorite saying. And even like thinking about like why poetry would be used in, in, in a black org, like that's so fitting because way back, like when like in the origins of like African-Americans and like even like the slave trade and things like that, like they couldn't use music, they couldn't do certain things. So like they had these sayings or they had like these parables, they had these things that they would say each other in order like code word, you know, but also like to also ground them, you know? Yeah. And so thinking about like, that's so beautiful to see like that's a part of the traditions because um, even what's so interesting is like, so in, in Brooklyn, like there's, there used to be this recitation contest of poetry um, down at Mega Evers, and the Deltas used to th- used to have it um, every year. And I, my mom used to like force me to like, okay, so this year, what poem are you gonna learn? Yeah, right. that's alumni base mm. over there. Right, right, right. Mm. And so I would do it every single year. And like, there were certain poems that you knew that you heard all the time. Yeah. And Invictus was always one. Now I'm realizing why. Yeah. My literally just clicked. <laughs> um, um, I would. I did like some Nikki Giovanni, you know, you did some, you know, you pay homage to where homages do Maya Angelou, yeah. two women who are also both, you know, a part of the D, of the D9 series and like not wonder, not really understanding like why those women were like esteemed amongst, you know, when it was came down to like choosing, you know, who was first, second and third, like you're going to pay homage to where homages do. Like these yeah. are words that came from women who had to learn other people's words and create words for themselves yeah. and pass them down. So I think that that's, I think that's so that's so great. You know, I'm learning things every single week on this show because y'all. So <laughs> that's dope. And to know that we all like they so they low key call prep like a cult, like because there's only so many of us. Mm. Um, like there's only about 100, 120 of us every single year as like the class. And like to know that like a, a lot of us can relate on Invictus. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with you all. Like yeah. you all know, like there's certain things that. Um, you know, bind you all together, not just the colors, not just the letters, but like also the traditions yeah. and the values too. Mm-hmm. Very much yeah. so. So with that, we're going to take a quick great break and then we'll be right back in with the end of the show. Sounds good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. All right.
we are tuning right back into the takeover with Kristen and Christine. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> and we also have with us <laughs> Valencia. Francis. Yes. And they are representing Phi Beta Sigma as well as Zeta Phi Beta. Yeah. Enunciation. Enunciation. Yeah. Um, uh, right now, this we are. Be our last segment. Yes, it'll be the last segment. We we went on and on this this um, episode. But the last segment this time will be The Gathering. Um, we actually have not brought y'all a gathering in a little bit. Since 2017. So it's time to <laughs> tell people to get that their they act together. together. SMH. So who are we gathering today? I don't want to necessarily gather the man because he might, you know, find his way to the podcast and then want to come for me next week. You know what I'm saying? Um, so no, yeah, you, go ahead. No, talk, talk. It is what it is. I feel like everything is a learning curve, I and sometimes find. you have to tell them where they went wrong. So I'm gonna just put this down. There go ahead. It's real. Laptop to the side, y'all. <laughs> So I'm going to have to come for Charlemagne, the God, Ooh. real quick. Um, Did he and I, make up? And, and I, don't, I don't think so. I, I think actually met him in person. And he, like, I actually haven't seen him in person. He has a really, really nice skin. He had a really great dermatologist. She's been on right. the show what? a couple of times, actually. He should tell me who his dermatologist is. She's, she's a black woman. Let me know. Do she take my call. insurance? She, mine yeah. might take your insurance and she's bomb. My face has cleared up. So if you actually want a dermatologist, I got you. Yeah, because I just learned that it's not she take coconut. insurance. Yes, let me know. Let us know. Shout out to Dr. Cook Bolden, Frank Cook Bolden. She's Midtown. She's a black woman and she take insurance. Yes, black girl magic. Beautiful. And she's taking shirts. Okay. <laughs> um, but back to who we have to gather real quick. Um, this one won't be long. Actually, I don't know. But I feel like it's not only Charlemagne. I actually want to think about like the Breakfast Club in general or like just black media outlets that aren't really put on game when it comes to certain, you know, people of the diaspora that are coming onto their shows. And so they're asking such in my in my opinion, nonsensical questions. Like for yeah. example, if I'm putting on a D9 series episode, I know that there are certain things I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, so uh, what does the blue stand for? Uh, what does like, I'm not going to ask you right. childish questions that a Google is very, easy very to easy answer. to do. Or yeah. I'm not going to, or on the other side, I'm not going to ask you certain questions that I know I damn sure should not be asking because I don't want nobody coming for me. I don't want nobody coming for y'all. Mm-hmm. Right? right? Point blank in the period. So today on The Breakfast Club, uh, so this would be Monday, January 21st episode, correct? 21st or 22nd? Today's 22nd. 22nd. Thank you. Um, on the Breakfast Club, they had Amara La Negra. Yes. And I don't know if y'all know her. who Amara La Negra is, Shout but she's her. recently um, one of the newest cast members on the newest um, franchise coming out of the Love & Hip Hop you know, series. It is Love & Hip Hop Miami. And she's absolutely dope. She's this Dominican um, artist, Afro-Dominicana, Afro-Latina. Yes, um, <laughs> um, Fun fact, we study abroad in Cuba together. Yes. So, yes. Um, but... Uh, going back to Amara, she's this new artist that she's not new. So she's been out in the Latin market and now she's trying to cross over into the American market. And I think it was so dope for her US. manager that you right. get to the US. Yeah. 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 Were you spe- wait, oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, 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 I, no, I, yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. know if okay. you meant like yeah, the, the Americas as in nah, North America, I mean, South I mean America, Central America. But the way America. she was saying it on the show, she was, she had like said American, but even her, yeah. Yeah. The way yeah. she was saying it on the show, she said American, but yeah, I specifically mean the U S. Yeah. Um, and I think it's so dope that her manager got her, um, like into this show, you know? Um, however, mm. um, to begin off the show today, Charlamagne really asked her, what are you? What is a, what are you? Right. What? So what she's supposed to say, an alien, alien air five. <laughs> like, because, what? and like and then it just went on to just basically asking her like what what do you classify yourself as like what is your race what is it? even the words race and ethnicity were used very loosely on the show like and I, and they always kept going back to like her hair because she has this really afro, thick hair which um actually fun fact is it's not all hers yeah oh, wow. okay. i didn't know that but she Part of it is hers, and she adds extensions, and she yeah. was very forthcoming in saying that. But overall, like, just seeing this dark, melanated woman that's speaking Spanish is 
obviously a threat to everybody because and they don't even know what to ask her. Like literally the questions could have been, they could have gotten so much more in depth on like who she is, her music, like really got to know her as an artist. Like yeah. I feel like half yeah. of the 40 minutes that was, half of those 40 minutes were really wasted on always going back to like, who are you, your skin color, what are you, basically asking her like, what ignorance. is she mad about? Like what Different is she ignorance. mad about? Are you serious? Yeah, bad. they were like, what is she mad about? Because they were like, wait a second. So you're trying, literally Charlamagne was getting like, caught up on the fact that she wants to cross over into the u.s market but the u.s market likes girls that look like her so what is you mad about like why right. that's not she could true. connect to any audience right but the idea is that like he couldn't understand the idea of colorism so i think that's where i want to oh, come into me. the conversation with you all is the idea of colorism i have a quick and, question yeah so the U- u.s he said the u.s likes women like yeah her? he's like you're not gonna have no problem over here okay he said, you're not going to have no problem, which I don't even think that's real because then Envy tried to, you know, sweep it up. Angela was really trying to get it together, but she was like, you know what? Let me just sit here and let them fall, fall to asunder. Um, <laughs> but and she usually has to gather them. Um, but Envy was even like, like, think about it, Charlemagne. You can't be sitting there acting like you didn't know back in the day. People used to like the light skin R&B girls first. Yeah. And then once some of the bl- darker skin girls started coming out here with they, you know, nice bodies and they, as well as their amazing voice and talent, then we started giving the darker skin girls game. And Amara also said, you know, not all of us look like the JLo's and the Shakiras, you know, like we yeah. all don't look like that. that. There are people in Miami that look like me. Like there are people in my country that look like me. There are people throughout the entire world, Latin America, like Latin America that look like me. And Envy said himself, he's like, and there's girls uptown here. If you want to go take a ride up on the train, there's girls uptown that look like you too. So right. I guess my whole thing to bring you all in is I don't want to really gather Charlemagne because I feel like he's just representative of the, the ignorance, concept, as yeah. you said. Um, but if you all just want to talk about like the idea of colorism um, in the black diaspora, not only in the Latin American sense, um, Latin American sense, because um, I don't think any of us are here are from that um yeah, that ethnicity so I don't want you all to feel like you have to speak on something that you don't identify as but just speak in general about colorism whether it be from your own personal experience um we might get a little a little touchy to talk about it like within organizations but just in general just colorism amongst you know people of the diaspora and how we need to get that together right um I feel bad and because that's the opportunity for her to get on a big network radio because it's like in conjunction with Revolt. So right. she's speaking to like more than just also, New York City. Also, it's the number, one, syndicated. Na- number right. one nationally syndicated radio show in the entire world. Like, it's number one. Like, everyone's listening to it. I Heart, it's it's picked up on iHeartRadio. Like, you no longer need FM to listen to them, you know? Yeah. So the fact that they wasted like 20 minutes on whatever it was and not, you know, what she's trying to do is kind of a failure on them, really. Yeah. Um, and they could have used that somewhere else. They could have played her music. Like. Right. They could have asked about her music mm-hmm. first and her connection to her music and how she feels like she has to fight for her music to be heard. I'm not even a radio host, and I can tell you that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, it's really ignorance, and it's really sad because we do it to each other. Black people do it to mm-hmm. each other all the time. I'm too light-skinned to hang out with the dark-skinned girls. Why? Because they look at you, think you're better because your hair. We have the same texture hair. There's plenty of dark skin girl hairs that are way longer, wavier, curlier than mine. But I'm not looking at them different or sideways because of that. It's, it's inhumane. And the fact that we already have to fight everybody else mm-hmm. because we're black, because where tan or caramel or however you want to categorize yourself. A, so she was called a Nutella queen. A, a what? A Nutella queen. Why, wow, first of show. all? Because that's what her skin color reminded the guy on the show. So what if God. his face reminded me of my fist going through it? <laughs> like, right. why, why would you ever say, why would you ever think it was okay to call me a Nutella queen? Because that is racism because you're referring to my skin color as a food product trying mm-hmm. to be funny because that's exactly what yeah. you be trying to do. Trying to be funny. And it, and it wasn't even Charlamagne. It was on the 
it was on Love and Hip Hop, like the the one of oh, the cast members, Young Hollywood, the dude that don't. That first yeah. of all, that cast member looked like one of the rats that we see rats on a daily basis in not. one of these daggone train stations. Because oh who are you to be talking about somebody's skin color and ask her to take your face away? Right. We don't want to see that. Right. Why don't you get a hairline that that can really fit your scalp? <sighs> She's you know what I'm saying? Together. She's getting him together. <laughs> I'm just properly. saying. I like this. because a lot of people have so much to say about everybody else, and I get heated about it because that's what happened to me when I was growing up. It still happens to me now, and I still be putting people in their place. Because at the end of the day, you are who you are. I am who I am. If you don't accept who you are, you may need to go on the boat and figure that out. Because I'm already accepting myself, and I'm still accepting myself as I grow. So I accept my black, my tan, my yellow, whatever you want to call it. But I am African-American, Caribbean, mm-hmm. and that's just it. Don't refer to me as no snickerball. I'm done. No caramel, sweet Damn. tart, none of that. I can call you a butterfinger. I was thinking a, about it. Butterfinger, one of these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... But yeah, Mm-mm. what are your thoughts on like, co- like the colorism thing is like getting like me upset because like, even thinking about like even within people's own families like, yes. I know like my own family mm. like, we have dark skin people we got light skin people we got people in between we got we got a whole bunch of us but our last names come together people mixed up together and yep. made all of us and we share some DNA, <laughs> so my whole thing is why are we and even if you don't, like, what if it's, like, even if it's not blood relatives, like, that's acquired family. Because yeah. people in the African diaspora, we acquire family members. Mm-hmm. Like, Kristen is my family. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. she's not my blood. But you know what I'm saying? Like, and I would never sit here and be like, oh, I'm the, well, oh, I'm dark-skinned. Kristen's light-skinned. Or, oh, and, like, it goes, it's not only about the the colorism or, like, the skin color, but then that goes into, like, physical features like where we're talking about yes. oh who's thick who's skinny you know who's this who that like we're, it's a it's self-defeating and i feel like it it also just trickles down um and it's it's, it's sad to always have to do this but like it's eurocentric values like that's yes. literally what i was gonna say was, bomb, was like, forced upon us. Right. right it's because anti-black racism like that's what it is and so any i feel like any feature that is indicative of a black person or blackness it can be the big nose or wide nose or thick lips or or dark skin like something once it once it becomes foreign like it's on a on a um international national stage um people start like if if it's not already seen then you start to problematize it Mm -hmm. so you're like okay so we're used to seeing black skin dark skin i think that's where maybe um charlamagne was coming from saying that Oh well, this is already accepted. We already. But it's we not only that. that. Like, like it's not only that it's she's shapely, that. and it's not only that she's thick and she's dark skinned It's like okay, this specific thing, which was her hair, which is an afro, which is um, an iconic image of blackness, yeah. is unacceptable because it means that um, sh- her hair is too kinky. It cannot be. It cannot Tame. be. Combed. It can be It is exactly. Yeah. So we're sitting there. We're sit- Well, they are sitting here, and they are just like. All of the things coming together, it's making her too black. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe you're black enough, you're just right. But, but if you if you straighten your hair and put in a 27 inch, look more weave, like Beyonce, then less we like can Macy make Gray. that happen. Right. But what? that's exactly oh, that's right. what the guy told her. <laughs> so he said you need to look more I like that Beyonce. Episode. I had to change it real quick because I can't. <laughs> Wait, that was the dude the with the face tattoos. Yeah. yeah, with the face with with the face tattoos. Right. Because what other what other job you gonna get? A laser? Because he's a producer. He's a producer. They can, they can do whatever they want, but then you have to criticize the every single element of a black woman's physique, hair, Something's skin, wrong. face, everything. Something has to be wrong, and, and you have to be this cookie-cutter image in order to be, mm-hmm. yes. to pop. And so that's why you see people bleaching their skin. That's why you see people like bleach. doing all these things to the hair. And like, granted, yes, versatility. I love it because you know I I that sit under style. I sit under a um I sit under a I sit dry under the in Dominican hands hair salon, for four okay? hours while they Listen, braid my shit up. Yes. But <laughs> it's like for you to tell me I'm limited to one image, right? That is unacceptable for you to, to tell make me dollars, I'm, right? For, for capitalism, right? And they they were supposed to be working together. So what he's thinking about only is it's his coin. Yeah. And it's and only it's his coin, coin because ultimately he has to cut 
a check to a white man at the end of the day. Right. Because it's not all his. And that's what, and that's exactly why it's the trickle-down thing. It's like, okay, so this is what they need. Mm-hmm. And if they need it, I need it because that's the way I get my money. But you cannot sanitize, quote-unquote sanitize, because it's not to make clean, but it's to water down. You cannot water down my image yeah. just because you want a couple of dollars that I am making you. And you could tell that Amara was... And then I want Francis to speak on it because... You know, the From a male point. Yeah, you yes. know, but um you could tell that Amara was just very like uncomfortable even in the in the interview today. Like I would love if someone could really ask her like on the side or if she could even come out. She probably wouldn't. Or I don't know if she ever would, but I can only imagine the conversation she was having with her manager upon leaving that yeah. interview or even like amongst her homegirls or her mom, you know, she's really close to her mother and just trying to explain like, oh yeah, like that was a great opportunity to be on Breakfast Club. Not everybody gets to be up there. They only have yeah. only a couple of people every day. There's only how many weeks in a year, you know? Um, and if it's not aligning, like if they got another star that's breaking out with something and they're higher than you, like knowing how it goes at radio stations, you're going to get bumped. They're going to be like, um, can you come next week? Because we kind of got, you know, we have an exclusive with Diddy coming tomorrow, so right. you kind of can't come. Oh, your, your music drop? Okay, well, you know, do you want to do it after the fact? If not, move to the side. Because that's also a check, right? Like, mm-hmm. she went in there to, 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 to cop a check. Like, Cardi's been in there now almost four times. I know Cardi got a check every single time. Yeah. They even related her to Cardi. Like, somebody, was it Envy? I think it was Envy that was like, oh, you're doing all of this, all of this, all of this. Um, are people um, letting you, um, asking you if you doing the, if you're doing it because you're trying to be like Cardi or something like that to the extent, extent like, oh, this big personality mm. is now Cardi. Like, oh, the light skinned girl is doing it. So, and she's, she's um, of um, Latina descent right. um, as well. So all of this is you just trying, she came from Love and Hip Hop too. So, are you doing all this? And Amara had to tell him, like, no, just be like, I, I respect Cardi. I would love to do some work with her if I had the opportunity. However, my mom does this and my sister does this. And there's a girl in my country that goes like this. And there's That's tons a girl of, thing in like, general. You know what I'm we saying? We can't control like, our heads and our hands. So talk. it's even coming down to, like, your it's mannerisms. Like, your mannerisms are now light skin dark skin mm-hmm. you know like they're being compartmentalized so yep. that's and i can only imagine that it also happens among you know black men like light skin and dark skin so if you want to talk about colorism oh amongst God, yeah. the men you know feel free um as a as a chocolate brother i'm gonna let y'all know col- he's chocolate crying colorism <laughs> he's not nutella he's not now i'm playing <laughs> but he's dark skin so i would like to know colorism um it affects it affects men too um the closer you are to being dark the more quote-unquote masculine you are so um I know a couple of light skinned people who subscribe to that unfortunately and a couple of dark skinned people who also subscribe to that. It's just this whole Eurocentric idea of beauty that we're just not ever gonna subscribe to because we're not white. Um but it's unfortunate though. It's unfortunate that we fall into this pitfall and I hate it because I do have close ties with somebody who I really, really love and care about who is just so deeply ingrained in colorism. And by that I mean like constantly trying to bleach and i hate it like i I hate loathe disdain any stronger word that you can find for hate (laughs) that's exactly how i feel about it um but from the male point of view um besides like the light you know joshing around just calling people oh you light skin that's why you're in your feelings besides that um some some brothers really do feel like you know i like i only like this kind of chick or if she like this, then she's got to be prettier. And I'm looking out. I'm like, yo, dog, I know she's light-skinned, but she's not that cute. Like, Whoops. Not to, like, shade, but, like, is it right. It's, she's right. She's another girl. But you can't tell people, you know, what they already feel like is right for them. Hmm. I just hate it. I, I overall hate it. Like, I, I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. So how are we going to get this all together? What do What should we do? What steps can we take to really... Because there's something that, even as you were talking about, like, the generations of um, the Zetas in your family, just thinking about, like, the women that, you know, are allowed to sit there as they should because they've, you know, paid their dues, you know, like, like, um, symbolically, like, I'm sure this is something that they were talking about at even the initiation and founding of, like, these orgs. Like, what... What what can we do about this situation as like the 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 people going into twenty eighteen who are in their twenties who can make some change? We need to we have to learn to love our blackness 
And when you say our, that's you personally. Like, my blackness would be embracing my Panamanian, Bayesian, and Jamaican side. So I have all different types of me that I want to learn about, that I want to embrace different cultures I want to, you know, intake in. And when you really understand who you are, where your family have come from, you'll understand where you're trying to go in life. And then you'll you allow people to really see who they are as well because they're getting the insight of how you're able to be one with yourself. Because you can't accept somebody else and be like, oh, I like you for this, I like you for that, but you don't really like or care for yourself. Mm -hmm. So we have to learn how to learn who we are, love ourselves so we can produce that to everybody else. And like you said, it will be a positive trickle-down effect instead, mm -hmm. instead of a negative. And adding adding on to that because I think what she said was great is you also gotta love and accept which is really hard to do because I've had to learn to love myself yeah. right like love the features that you have that aren't necessarily quote unquote black mm -hmm. you don't have four C hair you still black you don't have full lips you still black you don't you're not thick you still black you're not yeah. dark skin you still black like you are still black no matter what it is like you're you're still black it's okay and it's hard to do it takes years but mm -hmm. you you got to get there you got to learn to love yourself before you can tell somebody else to love themselves mm -hmm. i think we got to rewrite some of these textbooks too like um speaking about education and like um i think it's so interesting because we have valencia here who's a teacher um we had any on our first episode that was a teacher um yeah, shout out to and education. and i both work in like nonprofits and stuff like that like that work in the educational sector like there are some things that are written out there that are being taught to our children that, like, yes, we can nurture in our households and things like that. Like, but nowadays, some of our kids, just because of, like, the stringent lifestyles that, you know, people of the diaspora have, they spend more time outside the home than they are in the home. Yes. And so imagine, like, what they're being taught that allows them to, like, really, like, know themselves and things like that. I think we have to start from little. Like, thank God Amara's mom and dad, like, raised they the house raised the house she is yeah. so that she could feel confident enough mm -hmm. to you know, speak on that because there are so many girls that are sitting out there, they don't have books that have women or representation like of themselves. Them. They don't yeah. know their history. You know, we're coming up on um, Black History Month. Like, who is being taught? Right after that is Women's History Month. Who is yes. really being taught then? Um, just thinking about, and that goes for the for the men too, like, what are these, where are the positive, you know, role models that we're showing um, that come in all shades, you know, that allow our kids to also, you know, know themselves. What what media are they listening to? They should listen to the takeover when yeah. they when they're old enough. When they're old enough. <laughs> um, but like, what are what are they listening to? What are they looking at? You know, what social media they're put on game because these kids are growing up with the social media and becoming, you know, even more distant from knowing themselves, but rather yes. knowing what, you know, the screen is telling them about themselves. Um, but I think overall, just understanding what what positive things we should be telling ourselves about ourselves, and then how do we trickle that down? Because, you know, all the other, you know, Trump's people are teaching, indoctrinating, and val all their values. They are passing that down very, very, heavily. very heavily. So it's only a matter of time that we do it for ourselves as well. So I keep mine short, sweet, and to the point, but I do believe that there's a lot of unlearning that we have to do. Um, and in that sense, is part of that is like knowing that there are black people on at every single part in every single part of this world, um, every single corner, every single little crevice. Okay, there's black people; they exist, and um, I feel like we have to do a better job. We being people that humans like not yeah. just we as black people we as Everybody. like just like humans yeah, just to, social construct right to itself. make sure that we are providing consumable um imagery so like not images of black people not only doing negative things or images of black people in these like very poor dire circumstances like images of black people in every single facet of life yeah. in every single place on the in this place in this world so i feel like once we make that more prevalent um images of black people all over the world and doing different things and in different positions and in, in um different lifestyles different cultures i feel like that's how you um you make it more known that and make it more acceptable and yeah. you make it more um, the norm. So people that are like Amara la, ne la, ne la Negra don't feel like they have to be the spokesperson for every single Afro-Latina that exists or right. 
um, and so on and so forth. You guys um, understand what I'm saying. But yeah, just making sure that we are everywhere. I want to add H&M in that too. Because they acting crazy. Yeah. Because <laughs> I do not want to Deep be side. the coolest monkey in the jungle. <laughs> you should see her face, y'all. I don't. I be telling my students that. And don't like, just take it for a check. Like, yeah. the mother took the check. Like, she shouldn't have taken the check. She's like, it's it's just for a promotion. It's just an outfit. But they didn't put no Anglo, Anglo-Saxon is the proper word for saying Caucasian or white person in case nobody knows. But they didn't put no Anglo-Saxon and no coolest monkey in a jungle outfit. Right. Well, he was wearing some cracker box stuff. What was it? <laughs> it was orange or something. Well, then, I don't even care. Wow. But he wasn't in the coolest monkey in the jungle. So right. that's definitely a problem. Facts. So <laughs> we got a with lot of all of that. The word, word. <laughs> definitely gonna with be. all of that, we going to wrap it right up with the word game. What words you got, Christine? <laughs> so basically, this is how it's going to go. We're going to just ask each of y'all two words, and y'all going to tell us the first phrase, and then we're going to end it off with a phrase for both of y'all, and y'all tell us it going back. So I guess I'll do it for, I, I'll explain it okay. a little bit better. So if I say dog, you could say like the first word that comes to your mind, or a phrase, for example. Get it? Okay. Cool. So I'll do, I'll do Francis, and Kristen will do Valencia. Okay. Uh, Francis, first word is blue. Fire. <laughs> Time. Clock. Brother. Frat. Sands. Sorrel. And for both of you, we ask the, the takeover. takeover. <laughs> Y'all. Lit. <laughs> oh, oh, y'all lit. Oh, right, right, right. See, that's real dove love right there. Okay. Yes, okay. that's what we're gonna call the episode. That's dove real dove love. love right there. And on that note, we, we are, are tuning, tuning out of the takeover, takeover with Kristen, Christine, Valencia, Francis. We're out, y'all. Peace. <laughs>